Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. Are you being honest with what you truly desire next? Because what you desire next should dictate what you're doing today. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, it's a good one. It's a solo. Purpose Chasers, you know what that means. That means that I'm going to share some insights from my own life. Anytime I'm learning something, that means you're going to learn something. And this episode is called Prisoner to Purpose. Mm -hmm. What does it mean when you are clear about your purpose in one season but you don't know where the purpose ends and when, in my case, Patrice begins. Is there even an opportunity for one to end and another to begin? Does it all just mesh together? What is this? What does it mean to be who you truly are outside of what people know you for? We're going to get into it. Sit back, relax. If you're brand new here, you'll want to subscribe. Make sure that you also rate and review the podcast. It really, really helps us get found by other people who probably want to redefine wealth for themselves as well. So I need your help to make that happen. But before we get into all of that, let's get to the affirmation of the day. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life. To your day. You gotta affirm positivity. You gotta affirm abundance. You gotta affirm yourself to wealth. This week's affirmation is I remain true to myself as my purpose evolves. I give myself the freedom and grace to grow, expand, and evolve. I accept that what may be purposeful in one season may not be in complete alignment in the next. I accept that I may be called to use the same gifts in different spaces or with different people. And when that happens, I am still walking in purpose. When a season has come to completion for me, I will respect the evolution and embrace what comes next, knowing that no matter what, I am always being guided and will choose what I authentically feel led to do, not what others demand to experience of me based on past seasons. Declare today, I remain true to myself as my purpose evolves. All right, so let's dig in to this week's episode. So first of all, let's define prisoner. I think it would really be helpful that we're all on the same page about that. So Merriam-Webster says that a prisoner is a person deprived of liberty, that's freedom, and kept under involuntary restraint, confinement, or custody, especially one on trial or in prison. Another definition just says someone restrained. Now, this really came to me because as much as I 
talk about purpose chasing around these streets. You know that my whole thing is chase purpose, not money, right? I have realized how many times over the years I felt like I was ready to evolve. I felt like I was being called to do different things in my life, maybe launch something new or shift what I was talking about in the marketplace. And yet I felt myself restrained. There was a lack of liberty around actually executing that, around fully embracing that and accepting that that was the call, that that was what I was being led to do. And being in those spaces created these just cycles of frustration and a lot of just inner conflict, right? Because you know that it's time to evolve. Something deep down is saying, you're not happy in this space anymore. You're you're not as fulfilled as you used to be. This is not lighting you up in the same way, right? And you're like, but I love the people or I know that I'm using my gifts or I don't even know, I don't have an idea of where else I will really go or what else I could do. I just know that something here in this environment, in this routine, in this space is not working. And I've felt that. We've had different episodes where I've talked to you about knowing when a season is up, right? Knowing when to surrender and not just let go, but accept that there may be something else for you, right? But you're holding on so tightly to what you already know and where you've already been and the people you're already in community with that you won't release and trust and just see what's possible on the other side. So we've definitely talked about that here on the podcast, but this one is a little different because right now I'm in the middle of Purpose to Platform, which is my online business training that I do with women. And we're getting good and through it. You know, we're gearing up for graduation in a couple weeks here. It's a 12-week program. And I just see this over and over again with the women in the program. And I was really sensing it during the time we did our last challenge where we opened the doors in August to Purpose to Platform. And what I see is that many of the women who are coming to figure out how do I use my God-given gifts in the marketplace struggle with transferring the gifts that they've used in corporate America and the things that they've done to be successful for years or to, to just make it, you know, that's, that's a whole nother struggle. Just being in corporate America alone, right, is a whole nother thing. But it's like, how do I take this thing that I've already been known for or the thing I'm great at and transfer it into my own business, into what feels very purposeful for me, right? Out in the marketplace. And I see people come out of corporate America and recreate the same cycle, the same struggle and the same prison that they already experienced. The very thing that they're trying to break free from is the very thing that they recreate in their own business. And whether that's having to live at the whim of other people's expectations, or it's creating a hurried schedule, it's creating a very, very full plate that is just not realistic, it's the imposter syndrome, it's attracting the worst possible clients, partners, whatever. So you've gone from, oh, I can't stand my cubicle mate or my coworkers here to now having clients or partners or team members that you also can't stand. What was once an involuntary restraint, we allow to become a voluntary restraint. And I think people come out into the entrepreneurial space in particular and assume that because now you're an entrepreneur, you're free. But having your own business doesn't save you, right? We still have to participate in our own rescue. And many of us have already been conditioned and trained to treat ourselves in a certain way 
so that we don't even know what it looks like to be free. We don't know what it looks like to build a calendar around freedom. We don't know what it looks like to price our services and products around us being free. We are so driven by this idea that everybody outside of us knows better. And somehow we become a prisoner to that, even though it looks purposeful and it sounds purposeful and it could be purposeful, all of a sudden we create a pretty prison. We make beautiful images on Canva. We can invest in great mics and have clear audio. We can invest in wonderful cameras and show up and look flawless. And somehow all we've done is put ourselves in a pretty prison. We've allowed ourselves to either stay in the box or get back in the box. And we've even held the tape and the staple and the glue guns and everything like we recreated for ourselves. And that's what I want to talk about today because I recognize that in my own life, when I have put myself in the pretty prison, it has almost cost me my purpose. And I thought I was doing it in the name of my purpose. It has almost cost me my purpose because there have been times in my life where I have been so performative and thought that I was doing the right thing because it sounded right and it looked right to others and other people applauded it and they encouraged it and they cheered for it. But it wasn't what I genuinely, authentically wanted to do. And I wonder how many of us are in that place, whether you're an entrepreneur or at your corporate job, doesn't matter because I don't believe you need to be an entrepreneur to be in purpose. But I do believe that no matter how purposeful our work is, it's possible to imprison ourselves to these impossible ideals, right, of who we should be, what it should look like, what it should sound like, what it should feel like. And we get so into the shoulds that we just forget to lean into just what feels right for us. And when you get to that place, there's a danger, right? There's a danger there because it creates a level of discontentment that I think can be grave because now here we are in a place that we probably prayed for and we feel like we're doing good work and we're, you know, serving people and it should feel better and I should feel excited and I should jump up every day with a sense of enthusiasm and all the shoulds, right? But instead, it creates and harbors this sense of discontentment. We're not truly happy. It's not true joy. It's performative. And we can perform it so well that we fool ourselves. So then it's really easy to fool everybody else. And when you're in that space, the danger with discontentment is, first of all, the comparison that it starts to create because it's so easy for us to drop into it's just me. So we look at our peers and we look at our colleagues and we look at people on social media and everyone else in our minds, right? Everyone else seems to have it figured out or there, there's a handful of people where you're like, mm, she's got it. Oh my gosh, he has nailed it. Oh, look at what they're doing. Look at the ease that they're moving with. Look at, and meanwhile, they probably going through the same stuff. They are a prisoner to their purpose as well, right? Like they are living up to some shoulds as well, but that's all we see. So that's what we covet. So here we are playing the comparison game, which you know is dangerous. It's never, never a good idea, never healthy to stew in comparison. But for many of us, it also turns into working ourselves into the ground. It turns into we have to outperform and overwhelm 
and just just do the most. Just do the most to prove first to ourselves, then to others that we're not in prison. We exhaust ourselves trying to prove our freedom. Trying to prove that things are great. That everything is wonderful. That it's all good. And it is so crazy how perverted this all becomes, right? Because what was supposed to be of purpose, remember, I always say this on the podcast, I'm not really that concerned with folks' passion. I would love for you to be passionate about what your purpose to do. But the truth is, many people are passionate about things they're not even proficient in. I believe passion is for you. It's your joy, your excitement. And that's wonderful. But many of us don't necessarily come off the bat like earning a living doing something that we're passionate about because we're not always proficient yet. We don't always have credibility in that yet. But there's some things that we're truly gifted in that if we allowed ourselves to get passionate about it, it can become very purposeful because purpose is for others, right? Passion is for you. Purpose is for others. But it's amazing how perverted it can get because you will be doing great work for other people and yet you feel restrained and you feel like, well, who's going to come save me or how am I? Like so many of the ladies in my programs, they're teaching, you know, they're transformational and they want to teach people how to be free in their relationships and their health and wellness and their finances and business and all these different areas. And yet they're not free. And the way that we know you're a prisoner to purpose and you're not free, even though the work sounds good, is one, you feel like you have no options on how you spend your day. You feel like you have no options on how you spend your time. You are overwhelmed, overworked. You're headed towards burnout if you're not there already. You may have days where you literally look at the calendar in the morning and you just want to cry. Been there. You're overwhelmed when you just think about what your week looks like. Your schedule is so hurried and so packed that you literally rush from one thing to the next. And just last week, we talked to Jordan Rayner about this. So if you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen. It's going to bless you. And I even said, I believe during that episode, like, Jordan, you're there for my therapy. You are here for my therapy because I realized how I can create these cycles. At one point in my life, it was involuntary. It was a part of the job. It was a part of the environment that I was in. And yet I left many years ago, nine years ago, actually headed towards 10 years ago. I've been an entrepreneur again. And I've actually been, let's see, out of the last 20 years, I've been an entrepreneur about 17 of them. And so it's amazing to me to look back over my life and see how many times that I have taken something that was beautifully purposeful and then imprisoned myself in different ways to it. What was supposed to have a certain level of freedom and bliss and joy, I turned in, I turned it in to something that was hard and heavy, right? And it, clearly that happens sometimes because, you know, this this not supposed to be a therapy session. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's been imposter syndrome. It's been going back to, to, you know, childhood trauma and issues and wanting to be loved and validated and respected for my gifts and all those things. And, and again, this is why the first pillar at Redefining Wealth is fit. It is becoming your best self. It is understanding that your mental health is a big piece of how you are going to pursue wealth and this comes up for me probably every three years or so. I'll be doing good and then I'll put myself in this cycle of overwhelm. And then instead of recognizing that I can get out of it and look back at it and, you know, I don't have to be in it, I can work on it. I just, I put myself back in. 
and become a prisoner again. And this is why I'm talking about it, because I'm hoping that the more honest we are about it, even for people who have wonderful platforms and great careers and, you know, you have the followers and you have like, okay, but can we tell the truth? That no matter how many followers you have or how much you've amassed or how much money you make, that you can still feel this way. Right. So the first one is you feel like you know you have no options when the truth is you have more than enough options. And if you actually, as my coach says, cut half that stuff off, you'll probably make double the money. So at some point you have to acknowledge it's not even the money. You're probably not even a prisoner to the money. You're a prisoner to the idea of being busy and being needed. Right. And being booked and busy and it looking good and it's sounding good. But is it really good for you, right? Because we know that all things that are permissible are not necessarily beneficial. We know that. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new to me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, what I also love is that Armoire is woman-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. So that's one. Two, you know you're a prisoner to peace if you love what you do and can hate what you do all at the same time. Essentially, you start to straddle the fence, right, and question the gifts. So there starts to just be this tug of war in your heart. Like, I love what I do, but why do I hate what I do right now? And hate might be strong, but, you know, I love my job, but I don't like my job. <laughs> I love speaking, but I don't like speaking. I love the podcast, but I don't really like the podcast, you know, I love, insert whoever you are, insert what you do and tell the truth about this game that you play because I can't be the only person and I know the ladies I serve can't be the only people who understand and resonate with this. It's the constant back and forth and it's confusing and it makes you feel crazy. And, and then if you're a person of faith who's like, oh my gosh, I should feel grateful for everything it's really hard when you despise something that you prayed for because you feel like I should be grateful for these clients, for this job, for this insert, whatever it is for you. You might be a prisoner to purpose because sometimes we think that we should be grateful and therefore you know, we shouldn't experience this, these seasons of discontentment, but you can be grateful for what you have now and still not content with where you are. I think that's human. And I think that makes us better. I think that without that tug of war, we wouldn't have so many of the inventions and the technology and just look at how things have grown significantly over the last decade, two decades. Oh my gosh, right? So you may be a prisoner to purpose if you feel that. If you feel it and you feel like it's bad, 
It's one thing to feel it, but feel it and then you feel guilty about it. And then the third one, you're acting the way you think your purpose requires you to behave, not like who you authentically are. That's another biggie. You're acting like who you think your purpose requires you or what you think your purpose requires you to do, right? Not who you authentically are. I did a post not too long ago. I forget what song it even had on. It had some rap song, right? And I shared in the post that I like to have dance parties (laughs) to myself. Uh, I like to have dance parties Yes, I do listen to more than gospel. Shocker for some of you. I actually do love gospel, but I also like ratchet music. I also like certain rock songs. I also like alternative music. Like I like a little country here and there. I like a little bit of everything. I like songs individually. I am equal opportunity when it comes to genres, right? But for so long, because I do talk so much about faith and I'm so open about my faith, I would feel, I would feel, I put myself in this prison. I just want to say, this did not come from anyone else. But I would feel like I couldn't say that or I couldn't share that. Or, you know, when you got to like add music to your Instagram stories and all that stuff, you know, I instantly, and it was natural at first to choose the gospel songs, but then sometimes it, it would need a ratchet tune. Like it would just be appropriate, right? For whatever I was showing or talking about. And I I was a prisoner to purpose. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't, I can't do that. I can only share that with my close friends or I can't say anything about that. And again, totally self-imposed, but I'm exposing it because I know that there's someone listening, there's someone watching on YouTube who also feels that you're hiding parts of who you really are, maybe at the advice of a mentor. Some of mine came from that. Maybe it was self-imposed. Much of mine comes from that. Maybe it was childhood trauma. Lots of mine comes from that too. But wherever it came from, you are in purpose working on purpose, you're here for a purpose, and somehow you create these scenarios that now makes you a prisoner to the very thing that you were given to set you free. And not just to set you free, but to set those free that you are called to serve. And so that's what we're talking about. Right now, if you are watching on YouTube, I just need you to drop in the chat and just let me know if this even resonates with you. And I always say I'm here. I'm here to serve an audience of one. If more than one person is blessed by this message today, then I'm here for it. But if at least one person comments and says, "Mm, this sums up how I've been feeling, you're in the right place. And I'm going to share with you what I've been working through when we come back. So stay right there. The first time that I really remember being what I would now consider a prisoner to purpose is early in my career, I had really learned to value the advice of others. A big thing about me is that early on, I didn't know how to ask for help. So here I am, it's about 2011 or so, and I had leaned into this idea of having mentors and coaches and always getting support. And so my husband and I found someone who was kind of like a brand coach, if you will. And they were just really evaluating me. We hadn't fully hired the guy yet. It was more so that he came to see me do a few talks and he was going to lend some advice about how I could be better and how I could be more credible in the finance space. And so his observation of me The first few times he saw me was that I was really good. I was engaging. I used a lot of humor. Some of the humor he was concerned about, but that's a story for another day. I used a lot of humor, um, but he had some critiques for my appearance. And so one of the first things that he suggested is that I wear power suits. As a woman in finance, it was important that I looked professional and that I looked like I was credible and had authority. And so it was all about wearing these power suits. And so he suggested that I get them in the bold colors 
were, you know, kind of the banker colors, really like black, gray, navy. I believe I had hunter green, a chocolate brown. And we went and invested in me having these suits. Didn't necessarily feel comfortable in them. Remember, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my entire adult life. And so I didn't have an office setting that required suits or anything like that. But I was like, okay, you know, I was about 30. I was like, okay, we can do that. Fine. So we got the suits. He came to see me speak. I had a suit on and I had on these high heels. Uh, I'm 5'10 without any shoes on. So as you can imagine, with heels, I'm about 6'1", easy, 6'2", sometimes. And so he made a comment about my heels that they were too tall. And I'm already tall. Money is an intimidating conversation. Maybe I would want to lower it a little. So he suggested I get what many of us now know are called kitten heels. And so I get these kitten heels and I have this power suit. And then another suggestion was about my jewelry. I love to wear chandelier earrings or a nice statement necklace, but he thought it was distracting and it was just too much. Hmm. Okay. So he suggested I get pearls. So I went to Macy's. <laughs> Got the best pearls, right? Best pearls that Macy's had to offer. So I remember speaking somewhere. I was in Chicago and I'll never forget. Uh, I went to bed that day. It was like March. I was speaking at a church in Chicago and it was fine. It was a beautiful day. And the next morning I woke up and looked out the window and it was a, there was a blanket of snow. And I was like, what is going on here? So I have on my power suit. I have on my kitten pumps, um, kitten heel pumps. And I have my pearls. And one of the women uh, that was speaking when I went downstairs, she's like, you know, you should really have on pantyhose. It's it's cold here. And I was like, hmm, I'm from California. We don't really do pant pantyhose like that. I didn't grow up using pantyhose, but okay. And she was an older woman and someone that I respected. So I was like, okay. So I went to the gift store at the hotel. They didn't have pantyhose, my color, no surprise there. And so I ended up with these light tan pantyhose, but I felt like it was more appropriate than just bare skin since it was snowing. So I have pantyhose, power suit, pearls, and these pumps. I'm 30 years old. Get the picture here. Get the vibe. And I'll never forget when I came back home to Atlanta, I ended up speaking at a school and um, I was speaking at a college and I wore my costume. That's what I called it by that point. I wore my costume and I remember the young people in the audience being very confused. It was like, is she young? Is she old? She's funny. I want to like her, but I'm not sure. <laughs> And I was uncomfortable because now it's been several weeks, probably a little over two months or so, that I've been in what I now call this clown costume, wearing things that don't feel in alignment for me at all, but I'm a prisoner to purpose. I think this is what I have to do to be seen as credible and purposeful in my space. And I remember being so uncomfortable during that talk that when I went to bed that night, I was like, God, if this is what it is, I don't want it. If I have to put on these power suits and these kidney heel pumps and these pearls and pantyhose, who am I? Like, if it required all of this, are you sure I'm the person that you actually call to do this? Because this doesn't feel right for me. And I'm scared to even connect with people because I think they can see how disingenuous it is. And the next morning, I felt very convicted when I got up. I felt a sense of like, well, nobody really told you to do all that. I'm like, well, somebody told me, but who who was I listening to? The one that called me or just any and everyone else who had an opinion? And I went on Facebook and I wrote a post that said, if anyone needs some pumps, some power suits, some pantyhose, you start a new job or, you know, you just need some clothes, meet me at the Starbucks on East-West Connector in Austell, Georgia, and you can have whatever you want out of my trunk. And people met me there and they took stuff. And what they didn't take, I donated the rest to Dress for Success. 
And I vowed then, it's 2011, that if I have to live like that, if that's what it's going to take for me to be successful in this space, then I may not be that successful, but I'm I'm going to be me. I'm going to be myself. And from the moment I made that decision and I started to show up in my dresses or my statement necklaces, my bright colors, my chandelier earrings, my embellished pumps, different hair. My hair is always different. Get used to it. It is what it is. When I started to live and move and breathe authentically and who I was called to be, my career took off and my people found me and they found me. They found for me at that time, the best version of me, not the version that I tried to make up because I wanted to be someone else's version of what my purpose should be or what it should look like. So I don't know who you are, but whatever costume you have to take off to be everything that you've been called to be, do that and live fully in your purpose. Don't be a prisoner to it. So before the break, what we broke down was what it means to me to be a prisoner to purpose. Um, And I just want to talk through a couple of the things that I've personally been working on, been working through to just deal with this because I want to do redefining wealth as long as I'm called to do it. And I want to do it from a complete place of freedom and joy and enthusiasm and never from a place of obligation. And so, like I said earlier, every three years or so, (laughs) when I look back, it's kind of consistent. Like every three to four years or so, I feel myself slip back in to these cycles of overwhelm where I'm overdoing it. I'm overpacking my schedule almost to the point of trying to prove something, right? Or I'm not doing certain things or not saying certain things or not dressing a certain way because I'm afraid of what other people may think, may say, may feel, may comment. And again, there's something about me turning 40 this year, okay? This turning 40 thing has been transformational and I can only imagine where I'm gonna be a couple years from now. But just been doing a lot of work around I am grateful for the purpose on my life. I'm grateful for the call on my life. And I want to complete to the best of my ability everything that God has given me to do on this earth. I really do. But I don't believe that God has called me to be in bondage while I fulfill the mission and the vision that's been placed on my life. And that's the thing that I'm fighting against is that the person or the entity or the being that called me to this purpose, if they didn't imprison me, why would I keep choosing to imprison myself? Why would I keep choosing to restrain myself? And I believe that there's freedom for me in just sharing it with you in the hopes that, like I said, one person will be blessed. And so we get to be on this podcast, always learning together, growing together, but public accountability. That's what the Redefining Wealth podcast has been for me for the last four years. And so as I feel that itch, as I feel myself leaning into that prison again, the prison I came out of in like 20, what, 16, 17, as I feel myself leaning back into it, I'm like, no, we have to talk about it publicly. We have to attack this thing head on. And I really do pray that we can do it together. It's not going to speak to everyone, but for those of you that it does speak to, I'm here for it, right? So here's what I'm doing about it. And here's, you know, a few things that I would like to offer to you if this resonates with you. First of all, um, 1 Corinthians 10.23 is one of my favorite verses, And essentially, I think I said it earlier in this episode already, but essentially everything that's permissible is not beneficial, right? And so 
going back to looking at that calendar that is packed, what is that supposed to prove? What is what is the busyness and the and the hurried spirit, right, that goes along with packing your calendar every hour on the hour? When you say you value peace, but then you create chaos just from how you calendar your days, your weeks, your months. I'm starting to take a step back and look at my calendar every week before I get really into the week. So my um, ops team and I, we're looking at the calendar for the upcoming week, the Thursday before. And if I turn around and say, you know what, that doesn't really speak to me or I'm not sure why I even booked that in the first place because I'm learning. There's a lot of undoing in this season. It's not going to be the same in 2022, but right now there's a lot of undoing. I'm going back and saying, is this activity, is this relationship, is this environment still purposeful in this season? It may be permissible, so it may not be wrong. It could be good. It could be okay. But do I really have to do that? Why have I created all of this? Because I thought I should, because I thought it made my purpose look bigger or better or bolder? Like, what is it? Right? The truth is, some things can be purposeful in one season and then not so much in the next Everything that is purposeful is not always beneficial in every single season. There are some periods in life where being on the PTA may have to be on the back burner. There are some seasons in life where being the team mom on whatever sports team your child may play, like, right, play on. It's not the thing. There are some seasons where being on the board is not the thing. There are some seasons where whatever it is, it's not the thing. And just because it made sense for whatever you are purposed to do in one season doesn't mean that it's going to make sense always. And we have to accept that. We have to accept that. There are things that I have done in my business or programs that I have run or, you know, different things I want to, I don't, whatever it is, I have to continuously evaluate, is that still something that I need to honor in this season? And if I can't say absolutely and beyond a shadow of a doubt, know that it is fully in alignment for me, It has to come off the calendar so that I even have the space to receive what else God may be trying to show me or download. What else can I receive, even if it's just rest? And I don't say just rest to trivialize rest, but even if it's to insert more rest, that has purpose. That's meaningful. That matters. But we want to like fill everything on the calendar. I'm starting to fill in nap. (laughs) I used to take little naps here and there. The big thing for me earlier this year and since the pandemic has been to nap more regularly. So like two times a week, I'll take a nap, but it'd be like a quick nap in between calls. It wasn't like a scheduled nap. What if in this season, that's what's beneficial? That's what's purposeful. Naps are permissible, right? Just because I can pack my calendar down doesn't mean I should. Just because you can pack your calendar down, just because you can fill every white space on the calendar with some color-coded, you know, block of time doesn't mean that you should. And whatever you're doing, no matter how purposeful it sounds or how purposeful it seems, you don't have to be a prisoner to it. You don't have to handcuff yourself to a smartphone and to Zoom calls and to always being on and always being available and always being active. You don't have to be a prisoner to it, right? So that's one thing to consider. The second thing to consider 
this is the question that I ask myself. Am I being honest about what I desire next? Mm. Am I being honest? First with myself, then with others. But am I being a thousand percent? Or as my, you know, nieces and nephews say, keep it 100. Like, am I (laughs) keeping it 100 with myself about what I really want next? And if you're honest, like I had to get honest. I was not being honest. I was giving safe answers. And I was giving the answers that I believe my clients wanted. Or I believe my partners wanted. Or I believe my husband might want to hear me say. Not necessarily what I truly wanted. Why? Because I'm operating in purpose. And purpose is not just about me. It's about the people. But even though purpose is about serving others, the first relationship that we have to serve and truly take care of is the one we have with ourselves. Because the truth is nothing feels good once it's obligatory. It feels good when it's done from a place of, as we've said, freedom and joy and enthusiasm and peace. But once it feels obligatory, once I'm only doing this because I know you want me to do it or they want me to do it or so-and-so expects it of me, it doesn't have the same joy. It doesn't hit the same. It doesn't feel the same, right? We want to work in our purpose willingly, not begrudgingly. If you find yourself feeling forced or mandated to do something, Are you being honest about how you may have evolved or how your desires have changed? Some of you only offer that program because people always tell you that they love it, not because you love doing it. Some of you only dress a certain way because someone else has said, oh, I love that on you. And so now you've bought that skirt, those pants, those shoes in every color available, not because it still makes you happy. Not Maybe it never made you happy, right? There are certain tasks that you're still doing at your job, not because it can't be transferred to anyone else to do. Maybe you haven't even asked if that's a possibility, Right? But are you being honest with what you truly desire next? Because what you desire next, what you desire next should dictate what you're doing today. We learned that a bit in Tanya Dalton's episode a couple weeks ago as well. When she talked about cathedral thinking, we know that it takes many years to build a cathedral. But if we know that that's the end result and that's the goal, then how do we work backwards to figure out what should be on the calendar today? See, when we think about that, going back to doing all the things that are permissible but not beneficial, so running ourselves ragged to do what, for what purpose? All these things that may have had a purpose in past seasons just don't speak to where we're going now, but we're a prisoner to it. We're a pr- we are restrained. And the real definition says involuntarily, but many of us do it voluntarily. And the thing I've been asking myself is, am I being honest about what I desire next? That was a part of my decision to make the podcast seasonal. So I've done over 230 episodes at this point, and they were back to back to back nonstop for four years. And when I think about creating the space, opening up the space for what I desire to truly do next, just because people say, well, I love the podcast and I look forward to you every Thursday. And if you go away, I don't know what I'll do. First of all, you'll choose another podcast. Let's be real. (laughs) You'll find something else on YouTube to occupy the time or the space. Let's be real. Second of all, I don't think anyone has heard all 230 plus episodes. So there's always something else for you to go listen to that'll be brand new. Or there's things to listen to that when you listen to it now will sound totally different to you than it did when you heard it in 2017, 18, 19. Right? But at the end of the day, I could no longer be a prisoner to 
the little notes or the DMs or different things that people say because I have to be true to myself. So while I appreciate it and I love it, at the end of the day, I have to run all of that through the filter of what do you desire next, truly? And where I believe my career is going requires me to create space. Because if I don't create the space now, what happens? The already jam-packed calendar begins to crush me. Emotionally, physically, mentally, all, all of them. It'll crush me. And before it does that, I have to clear it out. And I have to be honest. And the last question that I've been asking myself because I no longer want to just be a prisoner to my purpose. I want to enjoy my purpose and walk in it fully and upright and boldly and confidently, but I don't want to be a prisoner to it. I have to ask myself, is this me? Is this what God will have me to do? Or does it sound good or look good? Is this what I'm called to do? Or does it sound good or just look good? Because we can spiritualize, right? Anything. We can make things sound so good, especially because it's purposeful. So many of you who listen to this podcast, if you've listened to this to this podcast for any number of weeks, months, years, like, look, you're a light worker. You are called to be light. <laughs> you are salt in the earth, right? That means that a lot of what you do is really to the benefit of other human beings. You are so about serving people. You are so about the transformation of others. You want to use your gifts, your talents, your story, your pain, your experience to be a blessing to others. I got it. We are brothers and sisters. I understand. But it's really dangerous to wear that proudly and say, I'm walking in purpose, and then secretly be unfulfilled or unhappy. Because that void that starts to build, it's not a good one. No void is good, I believe, but it's not a good one. And those are the things that even when it looks good on the outside, leads to actual financial mismanagement. So one of the things that you've probably heard me say over and over again is that when people are unfulfilled, right, that's usually the number one cause of financial mismanagement. You're not truly happy with what you're doing day in and day out because you're not being honest, right, about what you really desire and what you want next. And you've overwhelmed yourself. You've overscheduled things. You haven't prioritized yourself in many ways. And so now it's created this sense of unfulfillment and unhappiness. And what does that do? It leads to us looking for salvation and all the wrong things. It looks like financial mismanagement. It looks like I have to prove that I'm happy, so I'm going to go buy things, people, places, experiences, you know. It looks like unexpressed emotions that lead to mental health breakdowns or physical health breakdowns, right? Even if you don't express things audibly, like out of your mouth, your body will start to show signs and symptoms. It looks like strained relationships. And it looks like we said earlier, living in a lot of comparison, when we are truly walking in purpose, we should not feel like a prisoner to it. We should not feel restrained. We should feel freedom. It should create a feeling of abundance. Just an oh, abundance of time, abundance of joy, abundance of peace before it even gets to monetary abundance. And I think that many of us struggle because we don't tell the truth. That even though we're clear about what we should be doing, the way we've approached it has made us feel trapped. And so now there's that little nagging. There's that little feeling that mm, something ain't right. 
But it's so hard to articulate because many people don't talk about it and they don't share. And they show all the highlights and all the good things and the cars and the, you know, material possessions and the beautifully curated Instagram feeds. We show all of that, but we don't always talk about what's really going on underneath the hood or behind the black curtain. And so that's what I wanted to do today. If you have felt like, man, I know I'm doing the right thing, but something about the way I'm doing it ain't right. (laughs) I shouldn't feel trapped. I should, you know, like, I don't think I should feel this way. I understand. Happens to me. This time I was just able to articulate it because I felt this before. And so I started to make changes in my life a couple months ago, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I believe even asking myself these questions led me to make several changes with the way that I schedule and, you know, the podcast and different opportunities, whether it's speaking or brand deals for me. We've started to shift everything. But it was because I started to look at these questions and and really like unpack this. And I did hire a coach and I talked to my therapist about this stuff and recognizing, again, things that were purposeful for me in one season may not necessarily be beneficial in this season. And it doesn't shift or change that I'm still a purpose-led person. I'm still a spirit-led person. Just because I say no in a season, that means I'm setting up boundaries. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person, no matter how holy (laughs) whatever I was doing was, right? It wasn't healthy. That's what it comes down to. Asking myself the truth about what I desire next and not policing the answer and not judging myself for the answer, not being bothered when the answer that I give is not what other people might want to hear. And then lastly, running everything through the filter of, is this me or am I doing it because it sounds good or it looks good? So I think that some of us will never truly walk in the freedom that we desire when it comes to our purpose because we are prisoners to these unrealistic expectations that we've set of ourselves based on what it is we feel purpose to do and also the unrealistic expectations or desires that others have for us. And until we can start getting honest and walking through that, right, and weeding that stuff out, I don't know. I don't know how far we'll get, but I know that this is something that Should it come up in my life again? And I don't doubt that, you know, I don't believe this is the end. I think I'll see different iterations of this possibly for the rest of my life. And if I do, my goal is just to acknowledge it and have awareness of it and handle it sooner, quicker, faster. And so I'm sharing it publicly again in the hopes that it'll be a blessing to you too. So make sure that you let me know what you thought. Now, before I let you go for the day, I don't want to leave without answering someone's question. So this is a segment that we now call, again, Ask Patrice Anything. So here we go. So today's Q&A question comes from Krista down in La Mesa, California. What is your secret to being able to connect with people so well and bring out the best in them and get them to dig deep in such a way that you bring them to a place of, for lack of a better word, revelation that brings freedom. Oh, okay. The word would be breakthrough. So you bring clarity Oh, wow, Krista, I love this question so much. First of all, I have to say thank you because I actually take that as a compliment. And in full disclosure, Krista was actually a part of Purpose to Platform as well as Command the Stage. And so she could see this in her own life, I'm sure, but also in the lives of so many of her P2P sisters and Command the Stage uh, alumni as well. So I would say, Krista... My ability to really connect with people really has to come from the fact that I'm vulnerable. I share, as you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I share a lot of the stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily want to share 
<laughs> about yourself. And I share because many times on my journey, I just wish someone would have told me that I wasn't alone, that I wouldn't be the first, I wasn't the last, but definitely that I wasn't alone. And I think the ability to help people get to breakthrough and push through their limiting beliefs and push past all their own stories is because I will not let up because in my own life, I've just seen what's possible for people when they choose to lean into purpose, when they choose to see that life is not happening to you, it's happening for you. I really do believe that we all get a choice and we're going to tell ourselves stories anyway, but we have the choice to tell the most empowering story that we can. And so I live that, I breathe that, I believe it, and I believe it so much that I am sold out for pushing other people into purpose. This hasn't been an easy journey at all, but knowing what I know now, I want more people to come over to this side. And I think, you know, my ability to just share my truth and be vulnerable and do my best to be transparent is is the thing that people connect with. And when we tell our truth, it gives people permission to embrace and accept their own and see what's possible for them. So I hope that answers your question. I think that's the thing for me. Thank you so much. All right, that wraps up this episode. I hope that you were blessed by this particular episode, A Prisoner to Purpose. I hope it really resonates with you or shifts something in your spirit. Please, please, please let me know in the comments what you think, what you thought, what you got from it. I would love to hear. Until next week, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. Talk to you later. 